from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Eric Catano Saez. My name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I get a hold of some strange stuff. We sure do. It's weird. I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely weird. It's definitely some strange. We get a hold of some strangeness, Aaron. What, how do you define strangeness, Jeff? I mean, it can be a lot of things. It can be a mutagen. It can be a... Uh, you know, it can be some Zubaz. <laughs> it can be a VHS tape of Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. It, it can. <laughs> it can be, uh, do you remember Creepy Crawlies? Oh, Creepy with the, with the With the Easy Bake Oven yeah. that, like, if you touch the, that, like, it gets a piece of metal uh, piping hot, which is yep. exactly what you want to give to a child. And the best part of Creepy Crawlers was it was an Easy Bake Oven making creepy crawlers like worms and scorpions. But you know what you couldn't do? Eat them. No. I loved mine. Or touched or touched the metal plate oh. because it's extremely hot. It was extremely stupid. A creepy Crawlers had a great commercial. Hey, if you're too young to remember, hey, look, this is Jeff and I's 90s uh, recap show where we talk about our favorite things from the 90s. Jeff? What was your favorite toy from the 90s? Um, I mean... Did you have a favorite action figure? You know what I had? I had a Shaquille O'Neal from Steel that I was very that was very close to my heart. I, You caught me off guard because it's very heartfelt. It's so specific. Uh, it was Shaquille O'Neal from Steel. Uh, that, was my, that was my action figure. That's Aaron. really nice, Jeff. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, All right. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Aaron, we're taking a trip back to the 1990s today. We, we are, are taking a trip back to the gold, to, to the, to the, we're taking a trip back to the good old days because uh, I've got in front of me the seminal, technically this came out in the 80s, but uh, I feel like it's Fuck the it. no. early 90s. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's in We've our got hearts. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness in front of me. We're going back. Fuck yes. We're going back. We're hopping into the time machine, the way back machine, and we're on a journey. I can't wait. Um, so this episode, we're going to make a character from everyone's favorite franchise, and that's Steel. Yeah, we're going to make a character from Steel. Uh, the, specifically the Shaquille O'Neal version, Is not there... the beloved Superman character. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on, Jeff. You're... I'm being serious, that's not, I thought that was just a movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Steel is an actual character? John yeah, Henry he's Irons? Super... Yeah, what? He's from Superman. Oh, my. He's a great, he's a phenomenal, he's in Justice League and the Superman animated series. He's all over the place. Is he? Yeah. What? First off, tell me if we got a prompt this week as I send you this image of, yes, of oh. Steel. Oh, we do have a prompt this week as my mind is being blown. Uh, the prompt is from Sagacious Crumb Bird Knots. Oh my god, now I remember. Yeah, Steel is like a recurring character. In- I thought I thought it was, so I'll be real with you, I thought Steel started as the Shaquille O'Neal movie, and then so, it went into Justice League because of popularity. Okay, so so real quick, tell us the prompt, and then I'm I'll sorry. give you the history list. <laughs> this is so important to me. Um, uh, the prompt is from Sagacious Crumb Bird Knots. Someone one, mean. Someone two, green. and Ready to make a scene. Three. Yep. So mean green is someone mean green and ready to make a scene. Yes. Now tell me about Steel, please. Okay. Steel debuts, I believe, in the early night. No. 1993, it says. Yes. Because he debuts almost immediately before 
the death of Superman. Oh. Because the death of Superman, he dies and becomes one of four. Oh, no, he, he is introduced in the death of Superman story. There are four people that rise up to take the place of the dead Superman. There's Steel who is basically the premise of the Shaquille O'Neal movie. He's an, a, me- a weapons engineer who steps up to fill the place of Superman for the common people. Like, he basically builds himself a super suit to, because he's like, there has to be a Superman. Of course. There is uh, Superboy, who is a clone that is created by Lex Luthor of Superman to maybe to maybe work for Luthor, but also maybe because Luthor thinks that there needs to be a Superman. You know, there is the Erratic, or the Man of Tomorrow... That sounds really good. Which is the Eradicator, which is a Kryptonian robot. Quick quick Google image of the man of tomorrow. Yep. He looks so melancholy in his second Google image. Like, sad Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I guess I'm Superman. And this is important, listeners. We're going to get to this stuff. This is very and important then, to me. So there's, yeah, there's the man of tomorrow who is the Eradicator, which is a Kryptonian police robot, I believe. Uh, okay. That has reprogrammed its brain to think it's Superman. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not the worst and, thing I've ever heard. And then there's Cyborg Superman, which everybody thinks is Superman who has come back with just cyborg enhancements, uh-huh. but is actually a supervillain that has taken on the shape of Superman who uh, is now, like, impersonating him and is slowly, like, becoming e- more and more evil until he eventually blows up a city, which prompts the real Superman to come back and kill him. Okay, That's so... That's the premise of Death of Superman in a nutshell. That's where Steel comes from. He is a beloved popular character that eventually earns Superman's respect, and at the height of his popularity is when they make the movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Thank you for schooling me, because I spent my entire life thinking it was the other way around, and that's why I was like, I'm not into it. But that's amazing. Yeah, and the idea is that is that Steel is the only person sort of worthy of carrying that mantle, which is why in Grant Morrison's Justice League, every when, when Superman is gone and everybody thinks he's dead again... They they look at Steel and they're like, all right, so what do we do? And Steel goes, why are you talking to me? I've only been in the Justice League like six months. And they, they say, well, you've got the S. Oh. So we follow you. Thank you for schooling me on this. This is amazing. Oh, my. And also, Cyborg Superman I had an action figure of, but I just thought it looked cool. All right. So let's get into okay. this. Okay. We've got mean, green, and ready to make a scene. Yes, and I want to bring in elements of Superman and all these these things that you've been saying are amazing. So all right. think of those as well while we go. Let's whatever we come up with is green, but that does not mean it has to be a green animal. No, absolutely not. It's just green. <laughs> All right. So let's roll. Give me a D hundred roll. Give me two D hundred rolls. The first one to figure out what type of animal it is. Okay. First is fifty-two. Uh, fifty-two is a wild animal. Fuck yes. All right. Now give me another D hundred roll. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine is a deer <laughs> we've got a green deer all right Aaron. So now we need to figure out its origin story give me a d100 roll for its origin story oh. for the cause of its mutation oh i like this okay 90 90 deliberate experimentation give me another d100 roll give me another d100 roll Okay. It is, so, some kind of laboratory experiment yeah. is performed on an animal. Yeah. Uh, it is probably for... So, okay, now we're going to roll again to find the character's current relationship with the creator organization. This will also determine the character's educational level. <laughs> okay, so 17. 17. Raised in the home of a researcher as a pet, still living in the home fairly loyal to family members. Uh, you will resent humans somewhat, but will fi- try to find acceptance among mankind. Okay, can we stop and review real quick? Yes. So this this is a deer. This is a deer that someone has adopted as a pet. But then was experimented on? Then, like, uh, 
I don't love experimented on it. No. Like, so, like, maybe it's sort of a Hulk situation where they were doing an experiment. So here's the premise. Okay. We have a scientist. Yeah. A Bruce Banner type. Yeah. His beloved pet deer is with him on, like, a testing ground. Are you going to say gamma radiation? I swear to God. A space laser hits their <laughs> testing ground. I, just, I have a pitch for you, if you will. All right. Just because. I, I, I want to blend our two ideas, but... What I'm thinking is to to mix like something horrible and accidental happening to this deer. Yep. My idea is this this researcher and his pet deer. Uh, yeah. Hold on. This researcher and their pet deer. Okay, so he's walking in the woods. He's drinking his coffee with his pet deer. And, you know, something attacks them. And the deer fights it off. But the deer is wounded. So, Jeff, yeah. this is some sort of like... I'm thinking about cybernetic Superman and steel and kind of, I think this is a mean green machine where it's like had to kind of experiment and like give this deer some kind of mutation or cybernetics to okay. so that it can live. And as a result becomes the protector of this, sure. the scientist and the forest. Sure. I'm into that. <laughs> so stupid, but I can't stop looking at fucking cyborg Superman and thinking of a deer. Yeah. So it's a cyborg gear. The metal is green. That explains where the green comes from. Yeah, it's because, um, oh wait, can you say your space laser thing now and we'll meet in the middle? Yeah, a space laser is sort of, the, the their research. there's a research experiment. Give me a D100 dice to figure out the type of organization that has built a space laser. I can't believe that this is actually a table. Uh, actually, roll the one. A biological research facility. Okay. So this makes perfect sense. They're going to blast some sort of genome cannon. <laughs> Wait, who? Who is blasting a genome cannon? Uh, that's going to be uh, Genotech Lab, so, Damon. Okay, and it was just shot at deer? Like was- <laughs> <laughs> they shot the woods because the woods is actually an enclosed tested facility, Aaron. Okay, so it's like a biodome. Yeah, it's a biodome, but they actually, well, if it's a biodome, there's the greenhouse effect. Yeah. So, what they're, so there is some obviously corrupt, evil, oh, yeah. evil like oh, yeah. business person that's like, fire the laser at the dome. Yeah. And they're like, but, oh. there's, but there's living beings. And there are people inside. Fire the laser at the dome. <laughs> like, okay, so now we have something to cook with. So we have a biodome. What is it? Gene, what was the company? Genotech Labs. So Genotech Labs also has a bio, like they're they have a lot of divisions. It's one of like it's like yep. LexCorp. We're like, what do they do? They do lots of stuff. And right. so they have a biodome, they have the genome cannon that they're planning to fire into space for unknown reasons. And they have the genome. I mean they have and they have the biodome, which has researchers and animals, and they're they're trying to create this like, you know, perfectly perfectly enclosed, perfect little like ecosystem. Yeah. And why? And so instead of fi- it's going to cost, it's going to cost us billions to fire that cannon into space. Why don't we just fire it on the biodome and see what happens? Like you said, but there are living creatures in there. Yeah. And so does the deer just me- take the fucking brunt of it? Yes. The deer takes, like, the deer <laughs> takes. So what happens is the deer, um, in this moment of, like, bravery, basically, <laughs> like, uh, shoves the human researcher. Arr, that, give, me some pronouns for, give me some pronouns for the deer. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, one horse. He right, his. so he shoves his beloved researcher, his 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 guardian, his teacher, the person that has raised him into the escape pod that is built into the biodome. He carries him there, obviously. Yeah, right on his back. Arr. He runs. He gallops. He throws him, and the researcher's like, "No." 
no! And then the thing fires off, the laser hits the biodome, and the, suddenly the deer is changed and is a size not only a cyborg, but is genetically created into this green hulking thing. <laughs> and that's where we that's where we get into get into everyone's favorite part of the story, which is our bio e point. <laughs> Experience. All right, so I'm ready. So I read this was this time. I want to take it super seriously. So okay. this is a deer that has been shot by a genome cannon. Has the yeah. entire biodome been shot by it, or like just a beam fucking manages to slam here's into my, a deer? Here's my pitch. Yeah, everything is is hit and everything is mutated because that gives us a lot more action figures to sell to I'm the kids. about this. And it gives us a lot more like one-off villains to fight okay. and mooks to fight cool. and sort of it builds out our universe a lot if everything in the biodome is 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 targeted. Perfect. So it's created a it's created a civilization of uh mutant animals and, and creatures and in they've you all know, flora fled and fauna. out of the and they've all fled out. Of, well, no, they haven't fled no. out of the biodome. I think like vans pull up, right? <laughs> of course, Genotech Labs yeah. vans pull up. They start loading up these things, so they drive off with all of these in tow. But our dear friend has like hid and escaped, okay. and it's like, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this down. Okay, so that makes me think that the deer is okay. One like snake fucking from Metal Gear sure. Solid, like like stealthy or something like that, or just isn't seen. We'll yeah. figure that out based on powers. So all of the all of these uh, now mutated animals, special animals, have been taken back by Genome Corp. Or, and trained to be military warriors. Of course. Right? Because they're all being put into... They're all... Th- th- this is... Because we've got an army. Let's put them to use. I'm obsessed. Because it's very much like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that yeah. way. So yeah. we have this deer. And yes. what is his name? His name or do you, is... What, uh, we have to figure that out based on what they can do. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. I was like, wait a minute. And the so we got to figure out what this thing looks... We got to figure out what it looks like first. Okay. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is I don't want to change its size because it is six foot tall up to 400 pounds. <laughs> it being six foot tall and made of muscle is extremely good. It's so good. So it's already... Well, it's not humanoid yet. It's humanoid. Well, it's humanoid. It's human size. Yeah. How right? human? Where are we at right now? What is the base level for the mutated? I, by the way, have a pen in my hand and a small notepad okay. next to me. So I'm taking we'll this get so into, seriously. We'll get into. We'll get into this. But right now, it is. It is. It is deer sized, which admittedly is six foot tall it's pretty and fucking big. several hundred pounds. Yes. Like it is beefy sized. It is a Roman Reigns sized boy. <laughs> perfect. All right. Our perfect deer son. Is now about to get some magic power. You have you don't have a lot to go with. What? Here. Why? You have twenty bio e points. Why? What happened? I don't know. That's what it's listed here. That's what's listed here. Aaron. Well, so you're gonna have to make like some hard 60 choices. Sixty with fucking filter. And the Joe Pesci, you had like ninety points. What, what like, did I roll so poorly to get twenty, deer? The, the deer just has twenty <laughs> points, Aaron. I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. Shafted. Just being a deer sucks. It's what? Okay, that's fine. Well, I think part of it is that. Is that the the other animals get more points so that you can make them human sized? Yeah. Oh. So now we're already human sized, so we don't need See, those. I points. just think deer is getting the short end of the motherfucking That's fine. stick. But we're gonna make this twenty points. Ca- oh, this is gonna right. be rough. Aaron. Yeah. Let's. Where do we? All right. We. You can decide which of these you want to start with. Okay. Hands. Okay. <laughs> bipedal. Speech. Looks. Natural weapons. 
or deer powers, and then we have psychic powers that we can get into after we've spent points on everything else, if we have anything else left over. Okay. So I want to focus on deer powers. All right. Do you want to no, spend five points? I want to focus points? on speech, because you spoke, and I want to stay true to the narrative. You said the All deer right. says something. Do you want five points for partial speech, or ten points for full speech? Jeff? I want 10 points for full speech. All right, we've only got 10 I we've only know. got 10 points left. I, know, I want to talk in deer so bad. Do you want do you want uh do you want it to be partially bipedal <laughs> or fully bipedal? No, uh I just want like a deer. You want it to just be on all Okay. I want it galloping no like on, a deer. All right, so it's talking deer. <laughs> Does it have hooves? Yep. Okay, uh, I got two other options. Partial human hands <laughs> or fully human hands? Partial human hands, please. That's five points. We have five points oh, left oh, there. Dear. Wait, so we have to break this down. It is a talking deer on all fours. Running on all fours with human hands. <laughs> partial. Partially, so let like, me find out what partial human hands are. Please, before I piss myself. It's because I'm envisioning some kind of hoof fucking hand, some like rough knuckle thing like some kind of claw Ugh. it develops fingers and non-opposable thumbs Ooh. so it's not a thumb it's it can grasp object well it has fingers and it, it is it can ca- it can grasp object so it's just like creepy hoof fingers yeah hard <laughs> fingers they're like rough they're they're like rough hard fingers but they're yeah. like extra durable maybe like a hoof. yeah, they, it's like it's like he's got brass knuckles on all, all the, the fucking time. time. And when he runs, it's like, but like an extra. It's like a horse wearing horseshoes. If you think yeah. of it like that, but fing- yeah. but fingers. How many but fingers? fingers? Five. Five. He's got fing- five fingers. Ugh, but they're all met. They're all made of. I'm assuming calcium. I got to assume hooves are made. Well, how? Of- oh, they're bone. They're human fingers, but they're wrapped in bone, Ooh. so it creates sort of a brass knuckle. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like this a lot. All right. Aaron, we have five points left. Okay. I'm going to give you all of the options that we can get for five points. This is so hard. I'm trying to hustle these e-points listeners, but this is not easy. Do you want him to have, a, do you want him to have advanced hearing? <laughs> do you want him to have small antlers? Or do you want him to be partially human with a muzzled head, large ears, thick body, and thin arms and legs? I want to look like a deer, Jeff. All right, so that covers looks. He's a deer. <laughs> he is a deer with armor plating. <laughs> armor plated hands and feet. Yeah, Wait, just hands. So just the no, front. just hands. Just well, I'm saying, but he's got just cybernetic the... enhancements. Yeah. So he's got like one of his deer arms is like a cable arm oh, with like the perfect. metal, and like he's got a little like. Um... So it's a. I... Here's the thing about here's the thing about '90s toy design is we're just jacking shit. Oh, absolutely. Every... So he's got a cable arm. Yeah. He's got Vegeta Scouter. Oh. Um, he's got cannons on his back. Oh, I'm going to say that um, you know how Apocalypse has like tubes coming out of places? Oh, he's definitely just got tubes. He's got tubes stuff. connecting from places. Uh, what else do we want to just steal from shit? Um, I'm trying to think. 90s superhero. Uh, he's got shoulder epaulets. Oh, no question. And they're like real big. And he wears yeah. a cape like Spawn where like the yeah. collar is very high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so no looks. Do you you do you want advanced hearing? Okay, or do you want small antlers? Do I have to pick one? You got five points, Aaron. I can't spend them on. What about deer powers? The deer powers are the advanced hearing. 
Or you can have natural <laughs> weapons, which are small antlers. I can't breathe. Which is there? You got five like, points. I want. I want. Um. I want enhanced hearing. This is a spy. Okay. This is, I think okay. this is espionage. I'm seeing very, like, this is not a, it's okay, <laughs> because what we created is not stealthy. I'm trying <laughs> to draw this thing now. So we have a deer. One of the arms shoulder is cable. Shoulder. shoulder yep. What? Just a, sheer, a deer's shoulders, by the way, is a very funny concept. She had big shoulder blades, the spawn cape and cowl, so like the very high pointed, of long flowing, like dramatic cape that kind of seems to defy physics. Yeah, uh, tubes just connecting to things like in yep. Cyber Superman and uh, Apocalypse, and that's kind of it, right? And brass knuckle hand hooves. Yes, Jesus Christ, we have a beautiful creature. We have a beautiful boy. Yep, we do. Um, and he has a slightly advanced hearing, so he can hear how much better. Uh, like a dog, just, like you know, like a dog can hear really well. I mean, I'm gonna go super hearing. I'm just gonna go like okay. go all in. On Please it. do. Okay, so he can like. Boop, boop, like can hear a lot of shit conversation yeah. through walls okay got it so i think this is a beautiful creature that needs a name now oh for sure uh um, has to be real 90s like i'm looking at the movies of the 90s by the way dark man blade spawn the crow the phantom the rocketeer right, i got it i got his name fuck i know you do this is uh, your forte it's uh it's grazer but it's g <laughs> slash razor what Gray- grazer because he's a deer i know i know grazes when i said but it's g razor g razor so it's grazer grazer wow grazer is so powerful so can i give you a detail about grazer that might not yeah, be sure. in the book yet yeah the source of grazer's power I mean, we're done with the book Eric. we're we've done with the book everything we've hit all this stuff that's in the it book. no psychic powers we you don't have points fuck this game and this deer what the fuck? Whatever. Okay. So, how grazer works? Do you know how deer just chew? They're yeah. che- they're chewing animals. You know, the more I think the power comes from grass chewing. Like the more. Okay. okay so the more grazer grazes. So the more times that grazer grazes, and the more time that the grass is like chewed layer upon layer and broken down, I think grazer finds a certain compound that's only done when you like really chew a lot of grass. Yeah, sure. Like the more like can break it down to a molecular level that allows him to unlock the power of grass, and that's what fuels his superpowers. So then, what if? Okay, one that one you've invented, Popeye. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Fuck. Give me a second, because two. Here's what I'm. Here's what I want to pitch. What if it's not enhanced hearing and it's just super senses, but that also includes super taste? But yeah. And so, like, part. And so, like, because what I think his mission is, right? Like, this is going to be a kind of a short episode because I think we're going to like pretty much get to the core. We've pretty much laid a lot of this out, so I think we can wrap up pretty soon. Hey. So tell me what. But I think like his superpower is like super senses, but a lot of that is taste. Like you know how Wolverine like it has like super scent or taste or something, yes. and it's never really like explained. No, he's it just kind of Wolverine. is what it is. He's just a, he's a wild animal, so he can smell we, again, real good. We're just stealing shit. I of think course. that he's got Wolverine senses. Okay, so I like this, but it's Grazer, and so Grazer, the more he grazes. Um, gets, does he, no, that's kind of like Popeye, like, you gotta eat the spinach, right? <laughs> We're killing, no, no, it's, that's in there. <laughs> okay, good. So, he, the more grass he eats, 
Well, like to activate the powers, you have to eat. So, you have to graze. Here's and then I'm gonna steal something. We're gonna jack something else. Yeah, I have a list of '90s movies in front of me. I'm so ready. Do you? Can I tell you about the like a thing that's in Spawn that like is amazing that like is in Spawn like the first issue that they never touch on like after the first like eight issues or something? Please do. Did you know Spawn has a countdown timer? What? Like to die? Like, there's like a limit of time that he can use his hell spawn powers before he is bound to go back to hell. That's is that that's in the like movie? A thing in was the that in the movie issue? or no? It's not. It's in. The, I might be in the movie. I don't remember, that was, but I know it's in like stupid. the early spawn comics where it's like when your timer runs out, you come back to hell. But like in the first issue, it goes from like nine 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 to like seven seven four one eight two or something. Yeah, like it drains a lot in the first issue <laughs> to the point where they just have to go like, yeah, we're not gonna stick to this so does grazer have a grass timer there's limited amounts of like irradiated super grass that he can eat oh no so like once he's done grazing this place or he has to keep does he have to keep the biodome running as a result to I refresh like the counter i like that so it gives us a base of operations <laughs> it gives us a play set to sell to the kids <laughs> it gives us the play set the whole play set involves gardening like to get the grazer biodome um deer words what's a good deer word um to get the fawning grounds yeah that's what the play set's called is the fawning grounds uh it involves like gardening like you have to water actual dirt in a dome like a kid's playset oh, yeah. dome get grass to grow and then like that's when you get the authentic grazer experience you're like graze grazer and then the action figure kind of just dips its head down and chews like a <laughs> dippy bird and it takes several hours because oh it takes so much work and not really worth it there's a reason that this toy line does not take off <laughs> So deer eat about two pounds of dry food each day for every 100 pounds of body weight. <laughs> Aaron, that's like, that's so much food. It's like, quite a bit. So of, much. It's quite a bit. So the, the Fawning Grounds playset, like, you're like, go, Grazer! Unlock! And, like, you know it's a shitty 90s. Do you remember the, the trend in 90s toys where it's like you dip it in cold water and the colors yeah. change? That's all this toy does. So it has to actually eat fucking grass, this toy. That now you we have put now grass created. in it and it like glows. And it just changed, it kind of lights up and changes color. But like, but it doesn't really work. It's bound to break after like two tries because you're yeah. shoving grass into it. <laughs> but it, let's get back to the canon. The poor, the, the, the sort of poorly, uh, the sort of poorly circulated comic that inspires our toy line. Absolutely. Um, so Grazer has to basically fight Genotech Labs. Yes, of course. Uh, has to keep the biodome running in secret, right? Which means that we get a lot of fight scenes around the biodome. It means we get a lot of, oh no, alien monsters are going to attack the biodome. A lot of those issues are kind of the filler issues. A lot of them are about, like, the challenges of gardening and things like that. Like, they <laughs> all... like home upkeep. Yeah, like, they all... All of the all of the villains have to do... Like, they get really close to the biodome because he can't get that far away. So, like, oh no, someone's attacking the city. I mean the area just outside the biodome. Hold on, let me chew two pounds for every one hundred pounds of my body weight. Oh. Oh. There's a lot of chewing. A lot of chewing panels, like where the the lines are flying past uh, Grazer. Right. And it, sorry. <laughs> I know. I need to. I give. I need to give you a pitch. Please do. And, um. This was a comic made by, like, uh, this is uh, an edutainment comic made by, like, park rangers to teach kids about, to teach kids, like, deer facts. 
This is an educational comic that was put out by the Park Rangers of America to teach kids about the wonders of the wonders of nature. So it's like G Razor Grazer is like hunting, is like fighting, doing all these things, but is constantly like time to eat two pounds of food for every hundred pounds of my body weight. <laughs> Saying fun facts, <laughs> and Say it's like facts about so deer. like. Yeah, so that's like that's really it in a nutshell. I feel like that's the premise we've got, you know, and it's sort of, you know, it's him. So here's his quest, Aaron. Please. I think this is kind of like our closing. I'm pretty close to being like ready to wrap on this on this son of Can, a bitch. I just want to roll on tables after we do, if that's possible. Yeah, for sure. But because <sighs> his quest is 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 that he's got to find his researcher. Of course, yes, because he's been taken. Of course, yeah. Well, because he's gone, Aaron. Yeah. He just he got in the he escape flew pod. Off into the night and he's got to find him yes it's not enough that he's got to like protect the biodome he also has to find his his mentor make sure that he's safe and then bring down genotech lab all while a countdown timer spawned like spawn-esque countdown timers happening because he has to eat every couple hours yeah and he only has so much grass that he can eat uh in his defense jeff in winter deer are less active in order to preserve energy as there's less food available and deer can jump up to 10 feet high and are good swimmers <laughs> they're good swimmers <laughs> that's the t- that's the timer is how much time before winter this all takes place <laughs> in autumn and it's like he regularly reminds you like well deer are less active in the winter time <laughs> <laughs> you know wow grazer like have you always been this powerful when most deer are born they have white spots which disappear as they mature the spots help fawns to blend into their background acting as camouflage and then he's like camouflage activate and he blends into like the brush yeah (laughs) while he has a flowing cave and cybernetic implants yeah oh god that's yeah and then that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell Aaron. i feel like we got i feel like we got here quick we got here quickly this time and i just want to get to know who grazer is yeah Uh, for sure let's roll on some tables let's see what i got uh, we can go with um let's let's go with military asset right because this was obviously genotech labs has partnered with the military and they're they're like also kind of the bad guys once Grazer is staring deep into the eyes of, like, the boss of Genotech and, like, you know, nudges him gently off, like, a building. Ah, no! I just wanted to shoot it into space! That's when someone's like, you don't <laughs> even be... <laughs> Grazer, you thought... Yeah, you don't even begin to understand what you've stepped into. It was I, Le- General Carway, the leader of the military. <laughs> but the military... You tear down you tear down fourteen thousand miles of forest every year. <laughs> oh God! You lured me in with my delicious love of carrots and other root rich and vitamin vegetables. How dare you trick me? <laughs> Mid conversation in the animated series, like the voice actor has to be like, <laughs> "Remember, kids, <laughs> always do the right thing." <laughs> Oh, Aaron, roll me a D8 for a personality trait. <laughs> on this fucking, on this, this deer. Hold on, I have to grab a fucking D8. Oh, I'm losing my mind. Grazer 2! I fight in the name of my country. Nothing else matters to me. <laughs> He's a fucking American! <laughs> no, his country is the biotope. Aaron, he fights on behalf of nature. <laughs> my country is all living things. All living things, as deer inhabit many different ecosystems. Which naturally means that he's fighting all sorts of, like, there's a lot of anti-pollution stuff. Sort of a Captain Planet. Oh. There's definitely a Captain Planet crossover. 
it's over. Oh, where Captain Planet like teams up and they yeah. because th- this is the point where Grazer has eaten enough grass to unlock this like jetpack that comes out of his back. Yeah, and he's like, "Let's take to the skies, Captain Planet." <laughs> Or give me a D6 for an ideal. Animal D6, go. Six, eagle. There are seven options, but true, But we rolled six, which is truth. I seek and serve the truth, regardless of where it takes me. Wow. So he just wants to get to, he wants to get to the bottom of, like, what actually. Yeah. So this is, like, a true fucking hero here. Yeah, he wants to know. He wants to know what has happened to him and his friends and his mentor. You know, imagine, imagine this, Aaron. You're a deer. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm here. <laughs> and one day you just wake up with human intelligence. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have questions. I am. I am. Oh, can I can I pitch something to yes. you, Jeff? He's also looking for a deeper truth. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's very much into like yes, but like because it's part of like what is nature type yeah. thing, and it's it's part of the kids book where it's like. It's it's all been very interesting figuring out the truth of genome tech, hasn't it, kids? But you know what's also very interesting is finding out the truth of where we came from. I think what it is is like I think it's a lot of issues end with that sort of like faux that faux depth that comic books love to go to sometimes, where it's like, but really, where does nature end and society begin? Oh, there's a lot of it, it ends with him and like his <laughs> looking his, off into middle distance into space. I was thinking of space and like a forest or something being like I wonder what other worlds are out there just looking back at us, eh? And wondering are they under the same sky chewing the same grass? I think it's what it like I think it I think it I think that's what it is is that he's constantly like throwing out really like badly written faux deep comic book like Philosophy. Oh, absolutely. He's very he's like a he he's he's lawful good. Like yeah. I see I see Grazer as like the paladin to the extent where like we're not even joking. Where even if there were characters that were like, fuck you, motherfucker, he'd be like, language please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, give me a D6 for a bond. God, I'm so sorry. This <laughs> I'm not. This is wonderful. For turtle. Wow. I mean, fuck. I mean, we just found a real twist, Aaron. I'm ready. I have no family. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> There's oh definitely end of end of volume one as he finds his mentor's body <laughs> only moments after Genotech assassins have gunned him down. And volume two is Grazer. Vengeance. And they want you to think Grazer goes bad. Oh, like yeah. they want you to think it's like breaking bad where they show Grazer like looking at the body and it zooms in his eyes like <gasps> No. Oh no. And then like it's like gunk gunk and they zoom in on his one robotic like red yep. eye and it like goes like ree and it gets really glowy and he's trembling with rage. Yep. And then you hear <laughs> of the villain like yep. over a loudspeaker. And that's the end of volume one. Volume two, Grazer. Vengeance. Vengeance. Grazer is very good. I like Grazer a lot. Give me a D6 for a flaw. <laughs> right. Uh two fish. Nobles disgust me. How dare they lavish in luxury? I mean, that ties in. That feels like a real natural fit. He doesn't like capitalism. He hates hates the rich. (laughs) I mean, it ties into the environmentalism themes of the book, really. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. But it just cracks me up that, like, 
I'm envisioning this deer sitting outside of like look in a biodome looking out the window at like a mansion and being like the big looking out at the big city. <laughs> yeah, looking out at the big city. One day the guillotine will come for you all. Where will you be then? <laughs> how 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 long can you hide in your ivory towers before nature comes to claim well, you all? And the thing is, like, because he's right, right? Yes, because he's of right, course. eat the rich. Yes. Um, what I think is important is that like the villains are all like Ugh. the the dude like the mo- the most monstrous the villains are all the most monstrous rich people absolutely and like yeah it's like it it, it teaches it it really emphasizes like a lot of distrust of the the hyper wealthy <laughs> absolutely where it's like well yes of course where he's like I understand that I wouldn't be in the super powered place that I am without them but I know it's also my responsibility to make sure this never happens again go crazier and there's like a there's a lightning bolt like the first shot it's like like the electric guitar slides down and I want you to envision, like, a cliff looking out over the ocean where, like, the waves are crashing during a storm. And there's just a deer yep. looking off. And as the camera, like, zooms in, the deer turns and it's, like, the red eye. And it blares, like, in Thundercats. Yep. And it, like, and the screen goes red. And then it's, like, people fighting. And it's the, that's the flash of the, the muzzle flare. And Grazer's running toward the armored soldiers and bullets are bouncing off of the cape because it's protecting him like a cocoon and he leaps into the stu- into the sky and then it zooms in on the sun and then you go from there but I am obsessed with Grazer. I'm obsessed. This is and I think that's a wrap on Grazer. Grazer. Remember kids, fuck the rich. <laughs> that's it. Water your grass. Grazer. It's a jungle out there. Oh shit. And then it's uh, and then it's like a deer grunt slash roar. So it's like, Grazer, it's a jungle out there. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your prop. Thank you, Bird Knot. That, I could not be more happy. Thank you, Bird Knots. I could not be more happy with how our latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle turned out. Because we actually, I'm glad we're doing like, it's a toy line. Because let's be real, like, yeah. I don't. I had no love for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, but like you know, it's just for toys. Like, don't oh, it ain't that deep, toys. y'all. Um, so it's good that we got into the, the meat and potatoes of what it actually means to make a '90s yeah. toy star, and that means dope toys and accessories, this and is ripping true. off other superheroes. This is also <laughs> true. This is equally valuable. Ah, oh, God! If you'd like to submit a prompt to our show, which you know means the world to us, it means everything to us. Um, there are so many ways you can do it. What are you waiting for? You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can post them to our discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com or you can go to all my fantasy children.com. Yeah, while you're there, be sure to check out our Bandcamp, our Wikipedia that's created. And, you know, if you want to jump in and add to the Wikipedia, be my guest. It's an amazing resource if you want to catch up on lore. Um, oh, a, a thing that I want to do is uh, we need iTunes reviews. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, nah, I, I don't have the time or I don't want to, just do it because I want to read them. I want to read them after episodes now. And like, or I'll just we'll rattle them off all at once at one point and give you a compliment. We'll say something nice about you after every single one. 
All right, that's fair. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, if you're going to take that time to do something nice for us, it's the least we can do to uh, to do something nice for you. So write an iTunes review. We want more people to find out about this show, ding dang it. And, you know, the reality is we need your help. Um, What else do we do? Verbal hug? Yeah. Um, You know, sometimes it's going to be really hard. And sometimes it's going to be... You know, sometimes it can be tough to just kind of push it through, but I think that's when it gets really valuable to, like, ask for help and reach out and seek validation from people that are really important to you. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to just say, hey, I need validation. I need affirmations. I need positive energy. Sometimes it's okay to ask for that. Yeah. And I think that's really important to know. And, I like, that's kind of where I've been at in li- lately, and I think it's important to just say, like, that's okay. If you need to ask for that, it's okay to ask for that and... People will provide. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't know. It feels weird to me that it, it it's seen as a bad thing to be like, can people tell me nice things? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if it's needed. It, sometimes it's, it feels good. Like I like, yeah. and it's, it's, it's in this age where we're kind of separated by the internet, but still so close. So it is nice to have that ability. And it is nice to have that level of comfort that you have, Jeff, to be like, hey, can people tell me nice things because I need them today? And I'm like, that was dope. Yeah. I think that's really great because... It's 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 too often that we put this weird distance where we'll tell each other we love our shows, but like when we need to ask for it, I think that's okay too to be like, hey, can you tell me something great about the things I do, or just me in general because I really need it today. Like that's totally great. I, I fucking yeah. applaud you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, lastly, before we wrap up, All My Fantasy Children is a part of the One Shot Podcast Network, a co- an incredible collection of podcast streams, all sorts of cool stuff promoting an inclusive, uh, wonderful tabletop hobby. Aaron. Is there a show that people might like if they enjoy uh, All My Fantasy Children? There is, and it's called Session Zero. Session Zero is a discussion podcast that seeks to explore the psychology of role-playing. Each episode will feature role-playing concepts, stories, and tropes viewed through the lens of psychology by clinical psychologist Porter Green and industrial organizational psychologist Steve Discount. Join us on the couch for the next session. Love it. I love that. I think that's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. So until next time, good night and good good game. game.